Music from the Couch is brought to you by Just Naturals. Just Naturals offers premium hemp CBD products designed to help improve lives. Founded by a registered nurse and mother, feel confident when browsing any of Just Natural's CBD products, knowing that they're all tested by third-party labs to assure purity and concentrations of cannabinoids. What does this mean? Just Natural's products contains zero contaminants, just the good stuff. Head over to JustNaturals.com now to get a 30-day satisfaction guarantee and 20% off your first order using the code COUCH. That's www.jesnaturals.com, code COUCH for 20% off your first order. High-quality CBD to improve your daily life, justnaturals.com. All right, are you guys ready? Welcome to Music from the Couch. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Music from the Couch. My name is Todd Hurst, and I once again am back to bring you yet another lovely episode on a beautiful day uh, with one of my favorite singers, songwriter, rock and roller, all around badass, uh, Mr. Ted. Say your last name for me. Hi, Nishavis. Hi, Nishavis. You got to sing it. You can't actually just say it. You have to sing it. I know. That's why I never do say it, because um, <laughs> I just will make up a last name for you. Um, so, Ted Heineshevitz, there we go. How did I do on that? You did great. Oh. And you're in key, so it's yeah. perfect. That's the all-important piece. Thank yeah. you for thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is, uh, as we were talking about a little bit, uh, uh, what I'll call quote-unquote pre-show. Uh, this is our fourth attempt at trying to do this. We've had... Right. Sick children, COVID, um, all kinds of stuff just get in the way. So I'm glad that we could finally get together. Yes. We'll be damned. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We knew we were going to get here. Um, and then I tricked you a couple days ago uh, by asking you if you were still on for the next day, which was the wrong day, uh, because I don't know what day of the week it is anymore. So, you oh, know. Good. I don't know yeah. that anybody does. No. And maybe you were just excited to see me. That's- I was. I've I've been waiting for for those listening, uh, my notebook of information on Ted, uh, which uh, we were going we're going to get into here in just a second. It's got a date on it and it's April 4th. We're well past that date. So that's how long it's been. So April 4th uh, of 2021. (laughs) That's how long we've been waiting. Yeah. Uh, I think the last time we we did do something like this, speaking of 2021, 2020 timeframe, we did do something like this probably a couple years ago um, on on the Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And I think you played some songs and whatnot um, and we chatted a bit. So what what I have I have a list of of questions to ask you, but uh, what have you been up to since the last time we met two years ago? Oh, you know, it's funny because that that was right in the you started doing the <clears throat> from the couch right right mm-hmm. when everything the world locked down, and so this is a way for us to be connected. And <clears throat> a lot of a lot of my friends like kind of lost their creative drive. It was it was a crippling time. Um, I had the opposite where I just started writing like crazy. And then also, um, because I, I'm not 
I'm I'm afraid to approach people because like I don't want to bother you like Todd hey do you want to do a song together or something like that and I would never do that in person but it gave me like keyboard courage if you will and I started asking people do you want to write or do you want to uh, record or do all kinds of crazy things and from there um, quite a few connections were made I started working with uh, Ryan Rude on on a few things we did um, Quarantine Dream for Jessica Okay uh, when she was battling cancer. Um, and then that kind of burst with Ryan and Chris and myself, the Supper Club Collective, which we just put out a record of Minnesota songwriters covering Minnesota songwriters. Basically threw a bunch of people's names in a hat and drew them out and said, okay, you're covering this person and you're covering this. And it was really fun. And so we're going to try to do a lot more things. But this all came out. Those are, you know, the, I'm kind of getting tired of using the word silver lining, but I, it's the best word I can think of. And all of that shit show in the last two years. Um, there's been some good things. So I've I've spent a lot of time creating people. Met my my now best friend Doyle Turner, well, thanks to the internet. And there you go. Thank you, COVID, for Doyle. I guess is what I say. <laughs> yeah, so not we, thank you, Doyle, for COVID. No, make sure no. we get that correct. It's thank you, COVID, for Doyle. Yes. Right. <laughs> and that's um, interesting. You talk about artists losing that drive um and and you see it you hear it uh and then and then there's the artist that just it it you know just crushed it and and created all this new things um all these new things uh english so what was it that kind of put you into that that uh overdrive was it the fact that to your point you didn't you didn't have to um carve out time to go to shows to meet people to kind of cut through the crowds and and you know get in their face and introduce yourself um you're able i guess was it the fact that you were just kind of able to plan um with with not a lot of noise around you what what do you think that was well yeah i mean i have a i have a day job as well um so one of the things for me that it freed up and, and there's probably other musicians like this as well because you know their job was performing right and so i would i had that i was busy working and performing and writing and recording and all that well my day job furloughed me and then ultimately they riffed a bunch like me and several people right so i also i had all this free time no shows no nothing going on so i just sat down and wrote and it just started coming and and i will say that for me a saving grace was a part of the singer songwriter thing i think sarah probably talked about it that songwriter facebook group right sarah morris would have mentioned i think she's the reason why many people are in it laurel hay and her her father and her husband husband started this um group on facebook like they give you these word prompts and i started doing that probably a year before uh the, like 2019 maybe or i think that's around when i started if i didn't have that i don't know if i would have been as creatively alive in that moment because it was already fostered, like building this thing that when when the world shut down it was like well what am i gonna do oh duh. it was just it was the immediate reaction for me to just write and write and write and write um and i didn't worry about if it was good and i still don't really mm -hmm. think about that until later um because not everything's good <laughs> so it was a very freeing time for me um and i had so much freedom and then just all the connections that like well so-and-so said yes why don't i ask this person and i didn't have to worry about uh, the awkward oh boy i don't know if i have time you know just if they don't respond they don't <laughs> respond i don't care you know just cast that net and see see what 
Yeah. My, all my little word things are going to be wrong. Cast that net and see what sticks. That's not even a saying, but it is now. It is now. It's, Heard it here first. Just done. Got Lawyers got it. It's done. Right. It's trademarked right. and everything. All right. Perfect. <laughs> so, um, I, I, you know, I think that a lot of people are, I hear this a lot. Like, I don't want to talk about COVID. I'm tired of talking about yeah. COVID. We don't yeah. have to talk about COVID, but, um, I do love hearing the, the positives because there were more negatives than positives. That's sure. what we hear about. Right. Um, right. you know, kind of as, as people, we focus more on the negatives a lot of times. And so I think I, I love to hear it that out of some negatives for you came positives and you've put out some, some amazing stuff, um, since, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the, the, it's fine EP just came out in January, right. Of, of this year. Um, I'm just looking at, I wrote everything down that you've done really since we've talked and I've probably missed some stuff, but there was just for show. Always wanting more. Uh, I'm going to say this wrong. Uh, Hebajiba? Hebajiba? Hebajiba. Yeah. yeah. Ted, you're making me uh, really get to my pronunciations today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like all of that was, was all of that a part of, of an outcome of um, 2020 or was some of it sitting in the, in, in the, in the closet waiting to come out? Oh, just for show. I'm trying to think. Some of those songs I probably was writing or had written. Oh, boy. No, I think that stuff was that was written during COVID. It's Fine was written last summer, most of it. Uh, Heba Jebba, on the, on the other hand, much of that was started. That project started like in 2016 or 17. And it just kept going through these different iterations. Um, I was going to make, I was demoing these things and I'm going to make a record. And then... <clears throat> Four years ago or so, a friend of mine, I was thinking, do I go into a studio or not? And a friend of mine is like, well, I want to record with you. And so it was supposed to be my album. And then it just kind of drew out over three years. So by the time it came out, um, my friends, Paul Gordhammer and Mark Angie, um, they played all over it. And I'm like, why don't we make this a band? And so we did. And then we put the record out and uh, got a bass player. And so it's actually all, we're all old high school buddies. So that's a awesome. prerequisite. You have to, you don't have to be able to play. You just have to have gone to high school with us. It's like a <laughs> weird high school reunion thing, you know. I was wondering why my phone wasn't ringing. Now I know. All right. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yep. Sorry, man. You, 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 don't, wrong. you don't have to play. You just have to go to high school. So with, with you. Yeah. yeah. So, well, one out of two ain't bad. Um. So, yeah. And then, you know, like uh, the whole like the supper club stuff, that's all co. I mean, there was a lot of prolific and there's more things coming. I can't do it all, you know, yeah. it's just, and, which is fine. You probably shouldn't. There's, um, there's a lot that shouldn't be ever used, but yeah. Yeah. Saturation is not always a great thing. Um, so, so as you're talking about like putting all this together and I'm, you know, I have access to see into your music room, um, that others yeah. don't, but I'm, I'm, I am looking around. I'm really drawn in, uh, to the base. Uh, yeah. but, but it looks like, you know, so you've just kind of been working out of, uh, out of the house and got lyrics going and all the instruments and everything. And so, um, another piece of you talk about, you know, Hey, we should record and whatnot. Have you mm -hmm. always, uh, kind of recorded in-house and then passed the files along to someone else or studio work? What, what's your 
you know, what, what do you prefer? Yeah. You know, I would love to go in the studio all the time. I just can't afford with how much I do. I could never afford to go in the studio all the time. Although I, it's a dream of mine. I want to go in and do a really good studio and make a do a project in there with a producer who would sit down with me and kind of take me to a, an area that somewhere that I wouldn't do on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was when I was really young, we were in the studio and you budgets are tight and you, you know, we were going to make this record. It sounded great. We're like, man, if only we had the ability to do this ourselves, we could you, you, suddenly your budget's gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started like four track, I mean, I, the little four track, uh, task cam thing. I yeah. and, uh, and then when I'd even never heard the word DAW, but oh, I can put this on my computer and do the, you know, trying to figure those things out. So it became a, a thing I'd been doing for years. I'd been doing, um, I'd always dreamt of doing the swap. Like, like when Facebook was really blowing up, I'm like, what if there was like Facebook for musicians and we all just traded songs and recorded online and now we're mm-hmm. doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and so it was, it was kind of natural. I'd worked with some people, uh, um, out of Nashville on a few songs years ago and, um, and through there, I'm still working with a, one of the guys, uh, who plays keyboards on a lot of my stuff, um, just because he does really well and, um, and he's reasonably priced. And, uh, so it, it's, uh, it works out well. I have a guy who plays pedal steel from England, you know, so it's, there's really cool things you can do. So when everybody started doing this from home, it was kind of very natural for me. Um, and co-writing is, I don't know if I would say that was natural, but I'd never really been good at it. So we get together in person and I don't, I don't know what to do. And I don't just, you know, so it's just weird. So this way, if I just toss something over and um, just trust that whatever you bring back is, is going to be good and just go with it. And it's just kind of a fun experience. So that was actually for me more comforting. I know a lot of people don't like it and I get yeah. it. Everybody works differently. Right. So. Very true. No, that's interesting. I um, I'm interested in, you know, hearing a little bit about, you know, from a co-writing standpoint. Um, so it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like kind of the co-writing is more of a recent thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so what, I guess, you know, that first time, like, were you just like, I, I got to do this, I'm going to do this, here it is, add to it, or did you do like a Zoom? I know a lot of people were doing like Zoom co-writes. Um, and yeah. You know, um, with like with your first one, I feel like if I would start a co-write, so I don't, I, I don't co-write. I'm kind of to your, to your point. I, for me, it's, it's challenging. Uh, my brain like can't kind of, I, my brain can wrap around it, but I'm like, oh man, I just, I like this. And so it yeah. probably get made better, but I kind of like where it is. Um, so I'm just going to move forward. So yeah. with like your first one where you kind of just, a fly on the not a fly on the wall, but just kind of like sitting there, like taking the process in, or did you just go dive head in, you know, head first and and dive right into it? Um, you know, it, it's funny because when when I was really young, I I was in a band with a guy who just was this tremendous writer, and I didn't write much. We would co-write, but it would really be like he would dominate. And the big part was because it was intimidated, and so they just close up. Mm-hmm. And so that co-writing in my impression of it was that where you're just going to dominate and take it over. What's the point? And so I was very protective of like, even if people suggested, what are this? I'd be like, up yours. This is my fucking song, you know? And so, <laughs> so 
when the when the pandemic when the world shut down, Ryan at Ryan Rude actually suggested, "Does anybody want to write?" And I said, "Sure." And so we just tossed. I had a bunch of riffs threw in his way. He liked it, and he kind of made this bed with these cool synth pads around it. Then then I wrote something, and we did this. Like I, I think mentally, I was in a different place after writing alone for so long that um, I did a lot of like improv. Improv people do say yes and you know. It's mm. like, okay, I'm going to give it to him and whatever he sends back or changes, I'm going with it. And if I'm not comfortable, then don't give him that, you know. Then uh, in that songwriter group, what really got me into co-writing a lot, like with a lot of different people, was in the songwriter group we were doing, they did a 30 songs in 30 days. And I was like, well, I've got nothing else to do. I'm going to try to do this. And then everything started to sound exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And I really burnt out. And I and and I didn't want to burn out because I'm like this is the one thing that's kind of keeping me alive right now in the middle of pandemic. And so then I thought, well, when in the summer when we do our songwriting, I'm just gonna co-write. And I every week I co-wrote, I wrote a song with someone different. Oh, that's and awesome. To find people where there's a good connection, and some it was everyone was a good connection, but some of it was like, oh, I want to write with you again. And mm-hmm. Todd Doyle and I got to know each other because we wrote a song there, and then we wrote several since. And he's literally the only person I've written in person since um, oh, okay i had to do a couple on zoom and it's worked out pretty well but doyle and i are, have gotten to the point where we could sit down and just just start rattling things out because both of us don't care what comes out we just start vomiting and then mm-hmm. something something usually comes out that's usable in some yeah. ways. and then you put it all together right it's like yeah. uh it's like building legos a lot of people yeah. think that writing is super easy they're just like oh man no my writing style, like when I write alone, for sure, um, and I think my preferred writing style, it's not always the same, but would be write as fast as I can, get it out before your brain gets in the way, because my brain will just say that sucks and just start shutting me down. And then, it, then, I, I'm, then I can't move. Mm-hmm. And so I write it as quickly as possible. I put it down. because Of course, you're excited. You think it's the best thing in the world. And it may or may not. It probably isn't. But the first thing, whatever comes out, whenever you're creative, you know, this is like, that's the best thing in the world. It's so exciting. Put it away and then go back to it and edit later mm-hmm. and, uh, and then kind of carve where you need to, um, to try to make it into a song. And a lot of times then I, I, since I've been performing more actively in the last four years or so, um, start bringing them out and playing them because then you see what feels right. It's not so much what resonates with the audience because that may or may not be a good indicator. It's more like, okay, how does this feel? when I'm singing it. And then of course you got to make sure the lyric makes sense. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, I don't know. The red hot chili peppers were pretty good um, with not always making the lyrics make sense, but uh, yeah, I had someone once tell me when you write a song yet to your point, what you just mentioned, put it away, come back to it about a week later and you will have likely a different, opinion on it like you're gonna the things that don't work are gonna stick out more you know it's gonna be more obvious and that has uh that piece of advice has really uh destroyed um the uh my collection of songs (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's great though uh my buddy doyle uses the term spare parts so he when he writes and he takes the pieces we're not using and puts them down at the bottom and he saves all these things for later. And I've started to take that on, especially with Heba Jebba. That first record was all songs that I had written and brought to the band. And then we kind of tracked, put them together. Now we're trying to do more things where 
um, some where we'll actually some of the songs we'll try to collaborate on. Whether Mark, played, you know, he's given me some guitar parts, and I would take lyrics from a song of mine that I, I'm never going to use this, and then put them on there and change things around. So it's like nothing's sacred. I can take it from as long as it's mine, I guess, or at, at least at the time I thought it was mine. Nothing's really ours. But so we're going to do that. Try to do that as a group too when we get together to rehearse. Is like let's just I'm going to bring a bunch of stuff with and everybody has and see what sticks kind of. I like that but yeah oh. it's changing the way i think about writing um a, a lot and giving me a little more freedom to not be intimidated so i still have that struggle when i sit down and you say okay ted go right now and i'd be like um got nothing <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, but if i could just bring a little bucket of crap i can maybe pick a couple things out of there that might might work on yeah song. absolutely yeah. Very cool. So, uh, as I mentioned, I, 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 you know, doing my research, taking a listen, um, and, and hearing about your style of songwriting, who you're working with, you're working with a lot of different people, which is great, which probably answers, uh, for me, my question. Uh, but I, I want the people to hear it as well. When I listen to your music, um, and when everyone listening to this goes and listens to your music after this, cause I know they're going to immediately tune in. Correct. Listeners, right. especially yeah. just look up my last name. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, we'll have to spell that out for everyone. Um, <laughs> but I'm hearing folk rock country Americana. Uh, what, what am I missing? And, and am I, am I hearing this and, and multi-part question here. I want to get into where does that come from? I think the one thing you're missing is goth. I think you didn't mention goth. I goth, definitely no, I didn't. Goth. Yeah, I, I knew it too. As soon as you yeah. jumped onto this too, I was like, oh crap, I, I didn't write goth down. And then I just right. forgot. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> What's the problem with multi-part questions? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so where... You know, I mean, yeah, you cover multiple genres in your music, in your songwriting, uh, in your style. So, uh, you know, the, the all important question is really where does that come from? You know, what oh, sure. what 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 were you raised on? What did your parents uh, force you to listen to? Or maybe they didn't. Maybe you just found everything on your own. But but what what got you to where you are today with your sound? Sure. Yeah. My, my growing up. Uh, WDGY used to be an AM country radio station. And I just distinctly remember listening to that when we, we, we went camping up at this lake up in Mora, which was an hour away from our house. And it felt like, you know, nowadays people drive four hours to the cabin. That's what it felt like. <clears throat> and so I, I knew all these pop country songs from the seventies. Um, and so that was a big thing. And then um I was a big Kiss fan. Even I'd never even heard their music. They just looked like comic book heroes, so mm -hmm. I thought they were cool. And then when I heard their music, of course I thought it was cool because they looked cool. And so there was the whole rock and roll thing, and then the show because they they were quite a show. Holy mm -hmm. smoke! Um, so that was a big part of it. And I grew up growing up in the, like being a teenager in the '80s with uh, all the heavy metal um, that kind of funny i'm like listening to old records from the 80s i've never heard of that are not heavy metal and it's like damn you motley crew you were the reason i didn't hear prefab <laughs> sprout and, you know what I mean? like, yeah later of pain yeah so um it was a lot of that but i you know um i couldn't sing or play any of that 
I played bass in a band because I can't sing like those people or I can't Mm -hmm. play guitar like Eddie Van Halen. And it was probably around the late 80s or 90s when um, got into bands that were doing more like um, a buddy of mine was a huge uh, replacement, Paul Westberg fan and then Mm. Soul Asylum. And so we were like, we're just going to rip off our local heroes. And like, I can play and sing this. And Tom Petty, I can play and sing, maybe not as well, but I can play that, you know, Mm. and and it started to show me that you can just use your own voice instead of trying to sound like someone else. And, and then there was a lot of freedom in that. So sure. Petty is a huge, huge influence on me. Um, like he's the first one I thought of as like a songwriter. Um, love the Beatles, uh, the Stones, all the things that would have been his, his influences, you know. Um, on to, Willie Nelson always fascinated me. When I was a kid watching him play, because I mean, I didn't realize he was stoned, but um, he just seemed so like, what is he doing? And his playing was so erratic. I didn't realize that he was doing these cool jazz progressions and all that, but it was just so fascinating to me. I'm like, and, and he sings so kind of like not off time, but in his own time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and so he became a big hero the more and more I would listen to him. And, and the fact that he would just do any style he wanted, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to make a jazz record. I think yeah. and he could, I'm not going to make a jazz record. That would be the worst thing in the world. Cause you have to be able to play, play jazz. So mm-hmm. I'll stay away from that. But um, I just liked how he would just super prolific. Neil Young, super prolific, you know. Um, I Prince and people who just continually create is exciting to me. I think that's a, a fun thing. Um, yeah. That's probably why I put out too much stuff. No, that's no, keep putting it out. I think, you know, that's the, the best part too is when you put a bunch of stuff out, you don't get, I, I feel like you don't put yourself into just a certain bucket right because because you can't you can't write um you know 20 country albums in in five years like eventually to your point what you talked about earlier is eventually it's all going to sound the same um Mm -hmm. some may argue that a lot of it right now does but uh that's another day um i i think you know what what i took from that and what stuck out to me there is number one i think if there's someone out there that doesn't like tom petty or a musician that doesn't go, you know, a musician of, of, from our eras, uh, that doesn't go, I listened to everything he put out. He's an influence in what I do now. I, I would call them a liar to their face. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I talked with, uh, Nick Costa, who, uh, he's a huge Willie Nelson fan. And we talked about the fact of, of, you know, if you were introduced to Willie Nelson, in the 80s you know the on the road again and and whatnot you didn't realize what he did before and what he is capable of because to your point you know a lot of people look at him and go well he's just this long-haired hippie stoner and it's like yeah but let's let's go back a few years and uh and look at what he's done and and just the it is a kaleidoscope of music man and it's so cool and i love that uh I, i you know, I think we should all take a week and and just listen to just Willie Nelson's catalog and then yeah. uh, continue continue forward. And he's 89 now, and he just put another record out. And he's continually making records. And I know he's touring again. And I'm like, gosh. Yeah. Um, so so what do we take away from that? He's 89 years old. He's still putting music out. He's touring. Um, I I guess it would be you know smoke weed, kids. 
I don't know if that's the right message. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't know this. He's got multiple black belts too. So oh, I'm wow. Because I don't keep myself that active. I, uh, I like to binge watch TV and eat ice cream. So yeah, I, I'm maybe smoking I, weed would be better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> disclaimer, um, we, we are not, uh, pushing for you to smoke weed listener or eat um, ice cream. Or oh, eat ice cream. I want the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'll take care of it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm to the point now where you're lucky if you, if you find me, uh, showered. <laughs> so, that's that's where I am. Thank God for extracurricular activities outside of uh, work. Otherwise, I, I probably wouldn't shower. So, right. um, yeah, yeah. So, so raised on just you know a lot of music and um, you know again like you talked about the influence of that AM radio station. Uh, but were there and then you know getting into bands, picking up an instrument and whatnot. So how did you get started on playing music? Even was it family member, a friend, your own drive? Um, I think primarily my own. My grandpa was a drummer in polka bands. Um, so we had the drum set in their basement and I, we would tinker not well. <clears throat> um, I, a few family members had pianos in the house and, um, and I never got formal training, but I would like learn how to play the theme for Star Wars or whatever. I would just mm. like by ear, you could hear or do a vocal melody, you know, and so at some point, and KISS was a big ins- inspiration where I wanted to be in a band. And um, I decided I'm going to get an instrument and learn how to play. And did that, oh, 15, something like that. And just started trying to form really crappy bands. And I mean, I wasn't trying to form a crappy band. Just you, everybody starts out crappy. That's how you do it, right? That's how you get yeah. better. You all, you find other people who are just as crappy as you. And you play and suddenly you become amazing together. It's a it's a cool thing. Um, so I did that. Gosh, I, I haven't not done it in some capacity. Even when I we were going to be big rock stars, and probably in my mid twenties, I decided I don't really want to chase that dream. I never quit, like mm-hmm. writing, playing, doing something. You know, um, yeah. So I I think uh, it was a big thing I w- I wanted to do, and it was the only thing that's really kind of in, in just captivated me. Mm-hmm. you know my entire life yeah i've gone through career changes like with work but i've never never lost that drive to create yeah know? yeah that's good and you know i think that's a it's it takes a special kind to that that creative sense mm-hmm. um i mean i've got friends that they're just like i i you give me a guitar i don't know what to do um i could never write a full line for a song it's like, well, you write sentences. It's okay. Right. <laughs> no, right. it's the creativity is in every person, right? And, and it's yeah. there. It's just they, you have to draw it out and then you also have to maintain it. That's the mm. other piece is you got to right. keep, uh, keep everything moving. So, yeah. and, you know, and what is your method of creativity? It could be different. Maybe it isn't. Maybe your creativity is um, not writing, but performing, or maybe your creativity is my wife's a florist. That's super creative. You know I mean? Yeah. Maybe who knows you're, you're an actual writer or you're, you know, you're making a podcast, you know, there's, there's just so many outlets to be creative. I think, I think we should celebrate that no matter what it is mm-hmm. and allow people to, every, I do also believe everybody has, there's a space for everybody. And no matter what I know, like think of music, it's super oversaturated. There's so much of it, but I wish we'd take the word over out of that and just say it's saturated there is so much of it i still think there's enough space for everybody cover band original bands there's space for you you do your thing and 
it'll all work out, you know? Absolutely. I, I you know, I agree. Um, I, I, you know, I hear a lot of, uh, like, I just, I just love listening to music um and yeah. in, in anything and i'm trying to to just expand it I've, I've talked about this a couple times of i'll go find an artist and then listen to a little bit but then immediately go you know thank god for apple's suggestion of yeah. you know artists that sound yeah. like this artist oh it's so amazing and it just keeps me going and going and going and uh you know and then to your point it's it, there's a point where uh yeah, the saturated, it's a great term and oversaturated is a completely different term and almost, mm -hmm. you know, to the point of a negative connotation. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people go, well, this song just sounds like that one. Well, right. Mm -hmm. well, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. But there's also right. this variation to it, you know, and a lot of what we're hearing a lot now uh, in the music world is, well, this song that's hugely popular is a ripoff of this song that maybe wasn't as popular right i'm sure they listened to us and ripped off our our riff so that they could get popular it's like oh come on it just happens it's you know some yeah. of it is coincidence some of it might be you know known trust me i've written many songs that after i listen to it i go oh that's a total rip off of of uh you know this one or that one and i've even heard artists um uh, pete yorn Put out a live album where he's got a song called uh, crystal village and he talks about like people claim that this is a, a ripoff of you know song x and he goes actually it's a ripoff of song y and then he, he does it and he's like it's a total rip i know it uh yeah. and and but i still do it and so mm -hmm. you know that is music you learn from from your influences i mean we just talked about you know the people we listened to growing up like that's where you learn and so yes at some point you're going to draw from that inspiration. I think that's part of the creative process too, is like you're, we're inspired <clears throat> to inspire. You know what I mean? It's something in it makes us want to do that. Everybody who is, does something in a band or musically has gone to see a show and go, oh, I just want to go home and play my guitar or drums or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. and, or to go write. And everybody who's written a song has said, I want to write that song. I want to write refugee by tom petty or whatever you know what i mean and so you try to do it and and that's okay i mean it's that it, i think that's different than um i'm gonna try to steal it and make the cop it you know and try to make money off it or mm -hmm. the, the get rich quick scheme i mean that i don't agree with ever anywhere like i'm gonna go into this career because it's gonna get me rich i think you should chase what fires you up the rich could come later and the rich might not even be money you know what i mean if you just chase your dreams, there will be some sort of rich out of it, even mm -hmm. if it's just a sweet moment. Mm -hmm. So I think I think it's okay to steal. You know, it's a form of flattery. Um, and I do think that again, just to clarify, that's like you said, that's different than I'm literally gonna rip that song off and just change this one note. <laughs> yeah. See if anybody yeah. catches it. You know. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so so far, we've told people to uh, smoke weed and steal. Yes. What else can we see? I'm not really into murder, so I don't want to suggest. No, that. let's not go that that route. No. Um, there, I'm sure there's other podcasts rewind, that are inspiring that. Don't rewind your VHS tapes before you send it back, if that even no. is a thing. Can you even, if you can find a place to rent a VHS, rent it and don't rewind it. You rebel! Oh my no. god! 
the fuck? And I stole that joke too. That was a joke from another comedian. So that's all right. That's perfectly <laughs> fine. Which comedian was it? I'd like to send him an email. Um, I gosh, I'll tell you later. I swear to God, I I, I did steal it. It's no, I, I mean it's a great joke though, right? But it was. You're talking about you're talking about stuff that we remember as kids and right. people listening now are going to go, what's a VHS kind of like when my children look at me and go, what's a CD. Right. What is a phone? I mean, I have this text machine. That's or, a phone. Yeah. Yeah. My parents landline rings and my kids are like, what is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Uh, I was your age. I was using MySpace. Yeah. It's, it's just going to keep going. I saw something the other day about how life was so much simpler back with MySpace, but also it was a challenge because your top eight really did create a lot of drama. Mm, the top eight, I remember that. Yeah, I was late to the party on MySpace. Super late to the party. I think I got on and every. I'm the reason it fell apart. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Tom is not happy. No. Yeah, I'm late to TikTok. Do you TikTok? I haven't done that. I talked about doing a TikTok where I'm going to give my idea away. Somebody else can steal this. Like, cause I'm old, I'm too old for TikTok. So why don't I make TikToks there? How does this work? And it's just my feet, you know, like the whole oh, nice. like 30 seconds of me just not figuring this out. There you go. Yeah. But I'm well, just too late to do that. So mark it, it down, mark it down. May 19th, 1240 PM central standard time. I should install you... it right now as we talk and I can there TikTok this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But if you're, you know, if you're watching the news in, in like a week or two and, and they're talking about the latest TikTok sensation of recording feet, just call me up and I will ship this off. And, you know, technically we're it's copywritten. So yep. uh, it's done. Good luck, Jen. What letter are we on now? Triple you? C, I think. Triple, triple, maybe it's triple E. I don't know. I hope I'm alive for Gen Triple X. That's what I'm ready for. <laughs> that's that. was a band called Triple X. I'm not proud of it, but I was. It was in the more. 80s. I didn't come up with the name. I joined the band. They already had the name. I was like, oh, okay. Was so, this where the goth came from? Yes. Or we something else came from it. <laughs> we did goth versions of Van Halen songs. No. Oh, nice. Oh, that sounds real nice. They weren't goth versions. <laughs> I don't think I knew what goth was. No. I missed out on the goth thing. You know, I feel... Uh, I feel I have a lot of FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, do you feel, um, I don't want to say, you know, lesser of a human being because that's terrible, but um, you no, miss but out on the goth phase. There's an element of, I, I'm probably not as smart as those people who did that at that age. You know, I knew them and they all seemed like that, you know, because they were mostly kids, the kids then, I was a kid. So they, who were in the goth kids were really smart and sarcastic and, you know, like, like you're an idiot. To, and they're like, probably right <laughs> yeah i was just uh, i was not a cool kid but i was certainly not smart like some of those those kids and uh, i kind of looked up to them yeah those goth kids uh respect respect so yeah well uh as we're as we're nearing the end of our time i don't want to take up too much of your day which every if you listen to any podcast, every podcast host says that I am guilty of it and everyone is guilty of it. I don't want to take up too much of your day, uh, or <laughs> I already have, so I'm sorry. Uh, but, um, you know, just would love to hear what are you working on now? What's coming up in the future? Who are you listening to? 
who's inspiring you? Like what? Tell us all about it. So uh, what I'm working on now is um, Doyle Turner, actually. Uh, he is making a record. And I am the producer. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to find the record I want to tell you to listen to. But so he's he's putting out this record in September. I don't know when this is going to air, but he's putting out this record in September. And I he asked me to be the producer. I jokingly call myself backseat driver because I just tell him what to do and he says he does it and then doesn't. But uh, no, it's, so that's been a fun role to play to actually kind of help kind of it's part of the song crafting. You know, I'm not the engineer. I'm not making him sound good and all the eq and all that stuff i don't do that stuff well but it's been fun to kind of craft the songs with him and, and then um he and i've got some songs we've written that we're once this project's done we'll move on and do a record together like i don't know what we'll call it um doyle and ted ted and doyle oh uh, ooh, have, yeah that's gonna be the biggest conversation of that record mm-hmm. what do you call it yep gotta come up with a name have a jab of Number two, we're, that'll probably take three years, but we'll 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 get something. Um, yeah, and then just more, just keep making more music. Uh, shows, a lot of shows this summer. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed. Then, Tell us all the fun shows you've got. Yeah, or you've I done. Couple, I, I got a couple exciting ones. I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, next week. Tribute in June. Okay. So. At the turf, June sixteenth. Um, so I'm I'm gonna be part of that. I do a couple of Paul McCartney songs. Nice. It'll be fun. Uh, the Stone Arch Bridge Festival is in June. Doing right. that. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff in the summer. I've been listening to a couple of things. I'm I'm really excited for. Well, there's a few albums. I can't remember. I wish I could remember everything. Wilco's new album comes out May twenty seventh, and I'm super excited for that. I love Jeff Tweedy and everything he does. If 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 you were to give me like this is my trinity of songwriter heroes nowadays it's Tom Petty Willie Nelson and Jeff Tweedy and Tweedy is the the person he kind of like everything he said I'm like oh I can think like that like just write and don't worry about it write your crap right just do whatever and uh, and that's exciting so their new album everything I've heard off it is amazing and I think it'll be great and then I've also been listening to this um, there's a book out there I haven't read the book but it's called A Thousand One Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Hmm. And so it goes from the 50s till I want to say it ends around 2005 or something like that. Okay. But, um, there, so it's probably more like 1,051 albums by now when you think about it. But um, I don't agree with everything, but I, I that's where I was this band Prefab Sprout from the 80s. And they had an album called Steve McQueen that I've like, that's the most recent one. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I never hear this? I was a teenager then. And, yeah. And I love it so much. So I've been really kind of bored on that. For a while and that's pretty cool that would be interesting um I, i'm gonna have to dig into that to to see some of the albums on there that's always the fun stuff like when rolling stones does you know the top albums of the last year and you're looking through yeah. the list and you're like yeah. come on there's i i listened to music in that year i i remember some of those albums right. they were the greatest you know creed yeah. human clay um should be number I one i wish on i could think list. of some of the there's some local stuff that i love in my brain my so immediately my brain goes to um dillian ray put out a couple of singles in the last three weeks or so and one is this beautiful gorgeous kind of ballady type of song that just like is just like dreamy and then she put out this new song and i don't know remember the time one's doing my best that's the dreamy one and then 
the new one she put out, I can't remember the title, but it just kicks your ass. It's so good. It's just, it rocks. It's yeah. incredible. I'm, I'm, we, we've been talking, um, her and I are hopefully going to chat here in the next few weeks. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And it'll be too late pumped. by the time this airs, but so we'll say it in past tense. She opened for Tiffany. I was just going to say that. He's opening for Tiffany and I'm like, are you kidding me? That's yeah. fucking incredible. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we yeah, I know that's the problem with this, right? It's not airing live, but uh, yeah, Sounds she's good. opening up for Tiffany tonight at the Turf Club. So everyone, uh, go get your tickets. Wait, right. um, yeah, no, she's she's awesome, and I can't think of the song either. It's basically about like staying inside. Um, yeah, yep. Like this is kind of the gist. I I don't you know I'm not capturing that correctly. Um, I just went and saw the the uh, the cactus blossoms. Oh yeah. Uh, at uh, First Ave, it was their their album release show, which they released a few months ago. But you know, of course, life. Um, those guys are, man, they're so good. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, there's there's a ton of great local Minnesota music, but also just great independent music out there right yes. now. I mean, the the artistry. Um, out there. Caroline Spence just put a record out. Oh, come on, yeah. right? Yeah. She's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, American Aquarium. I don't know if you've heard of them. I know the uh, name, but I haven't heard 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 them. I don't think at all. So yeah, uh, dig in uh, okay. in your free time. You know, if if you want, um, they've been around for a while, but they're getting ready to put a new album out, and they just get better every album, and that's awesome. I I just love to see it. Um, but I've been listening to them a lot as well. So, and I know I'm missing things, you know, and, and doing research for this, I'm, I'm learning so many bands names right. that to your point, I can't even think of them right now. I'm sure as soon as I, you know, in this, in this call, I'm going to take two steps and just this laundry list of bands is going to come into my brain. Right. Um, yep, for sure. But you always got to keep listening, always got to keep listening. So, yeah. so yeah, well, Thank you so much for doing this today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, for, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> you know, have to, because first of all, I, I needed to remember how to say your last name, um, which I've already, you know, it. the problem is, is I just immediately, my brain goes, Heinechewski. I don't know why. Right. And then I go, you know what? I'm just going to, it's Ted. It's Ted H. Heinechewski. <laughs> I get that. Sarah. Sarah Morris sings my name, and so yep. I don't think she can pronounce it unless she sings it. That's what I've, I'm convinced of. So yeah, we were chatting about that uh, when when her and I chatted a couple of weeks ago, you know. And so I think what you need is a product, and then an ad on TV where you're just hitting people with the uh, with the song of your last name. So and there you go. Say, though, Look at you know the Heba Jebba is actually was a nickname a friend of mine used to call me Heba Jebba. Okay. So and even that's hard to pronounce. I got to pick something easier. <laughs> well, yeah. Ted, where can we find you? Um, you know, other than like like you know, I'm not asking for your personal address. Uh, on the yeah. on the interweb, where can we find you? It'd be Ted H Tunes, TedHTunes.com, or Ted H Tunes on any social thing i don't i have a twitter i don't use it but it's there Same. so you can see something i posted from two years ago um, <laughs> well yeah. we'll use it against you that's what 
That's what it's there for, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Because when I run for office, they're like, he said he put an album out. He didn't yeah. put that album out. He put out three. He's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust him. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, oh, I think that's a great idea. We should make political campaigns against each other as, as artists. It'd be oh. great. And we can cross promote each other, but just make it like those gross political campaigns. Yes. You. That's trademark that. That's Here we go. Got it. Yeah. Just go listen to one of my songs. And uh, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Well, no, I don't really, really want to rag anybody, but make it like he put out this record and it had 18 songs or, you know, whatever, you know, that's not the standard. Put songs out that make people cry. <laughs> he under promised and over delivered. Right. <laughs> do you do yeah. you want him on your school board? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, yeah. I'm gonna start uh, a, a, a bashing campaign, but not true bashing. No, you know, just uh, just that's genius. We are on to something now. I think so. Be good. I think so. I love it. Well, look at us. We're we're telling the kids what to do. Right. <laughs> Maybe not. The stealing's not a great idea. Don't steal, kids. Stealing, um, smoking weed, and bashing your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Just That's uh, life. Keep your kids away from us, I think. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, I'll make sure that I put a note somewhere on on this one uh, before we publish it. But uh, right. but yes, Ted. Thank you again so much. Uh, yeah. Again, everyone. Ted H Tunes. Anywhere you're looking. Uh, except for Twitter, because all you're going to get is stuff from multiple years ago. So uh, go to the Instagrams, go to the Googles, go to the the Apples and the Spotify's, all of that. Listen away. This stuff, Ted, your music is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um, the last note that I that I had that I didn't really even get into uh, your song. Uh, Who's going to worry about you now? Mm. Yeah. Californication is what I heard there. Really, the show wow. like I just. So a lot of times when I listen to music, uh, Californication to me was a it was a fantastic show. Maybe not the greatest message, um, but it was just well written and right. well acted and and all of that. And then the soundtrack of that show was phenomenal. And uh, and so just as I was listening to that, I was like, man, this could have been on an episode for sure. Wow. So uh, that's the last note I have. Uh, that's a great song, but also I'm. You know, researching you was a pleasure uh, because I got to hear a lot of great music and uh, and also rack my brain over how to properly pronounce your name. Now I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. But I got to sing it. I got to sing it. Got to sing it. So, and then it doesn't matter what you sing because you're singing. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Well, uh, listener, make sure you go check out all of Ted's stuff and also uh, follow him because you've got sounds like you've got some great shows coming up in June. And uh, this is going to air just in time for that. So uh, so go check it out. Head over to the Turf Club for the Paul McCartney tribute. And uh, Ted, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and look forward to seeing you soon. And hopefully I can get out to a show. Yeah, thanks. Good talking with you, Todd. All right. Same. All right, listener. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Music from the Couch. My name's Todd Hurst. And uh, thanks again. Tell all your friends and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>